Hello to everyone. We thank you for listening in to the podcast today. It's a very special day. It's Easter Sunday. <clears throat> I want to bring a message, of course, about Easter and uh, the first seven words of the risen Savior is what I want to speak about. But first, I want to go into the book of John, chapter 20, and read verse 1 through 16, so we'll familiarize ourselves with the... Uh, Scripture and the story. And so beginning in verse 1, chapter 20 of uh, the book of John, it says, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came early to the tomb while it was still dark and saw the stone already taken away from the tomb. So Jesus had gone through the crucifixion and then he was buried and this is what was going on. So she ran and came to Peter, Simon Peter, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, who was John. <clears throat> the Lord, they have, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. And so Peter said to the other disciple who went forth, and they were uh, going to the tomb, and the two were running together. And the other disciple ran faster than Peter and came to the tomb first. And stooping and looking in, he saw the linen wrapping, wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. And so Simon Peter also came following him and entered the tomb, and he saw the linen wrappings laying there. <clears throat> and the face of the cloth, which had been on his head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. And that, of course, there has a special meaning, too. If you look at uh, the Hebrew history, that face cloth being folded up away from the other stuff meant that the person was coming back. So the other disciples who had first come to the tomb then also entered and saw and believed. Now, they didn't believe it uh, that at that point, particularly about salvation, but they did believe that he had raised from the dead. Whereas here, they did not understand the scripture that he must raise again from the dead. So the disciples went away again to their own home. So they just, well, uh, he's not there, so we'll just go back to the house and go from there. But Mary was standing outside the tomb weeping, and so as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white set, sitting on one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had been lying. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? He, that's what he... She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they've taken him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, didn't know that it was Jesus. So Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposed, supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I'll take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, to him in Hebrew, Rabbani, which means a teacher. And so... 
she was familiar with the voice of the Lord. Since <clears throat> then, she knew who he was. Now, there are a lot of sermons and books on the seven words of the cross. These words explain the purpose of the cross. But the first seven words of the risen Savior after the resurrection explains what the resurrection has done for us and has to offer us. The seven words of the cross give a message from God to all the world. The first seven words of the risen Christ give a message from God to the church, to his people. The resurrection of Christ was the miracle of all miracles. Without it, there's no Savior. Without it, no sure word of God. Without it, no salvation. Without it, no hope beyond the grave. So the first one I want to mention is what Jesus said in the seven sayings. The first one is, woman, why are you crying? He didn't take, he didn't take her tears away, but, but, he, but he was there as an answer to her tears. And one day in Revelations, you may be familiar uh, chapter 21 um, and uh, verse 4 it says and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death and there will be no longer any more mourning or crying or pain for these things have passed away and so uh God shall, it says, wipe away all tears from their eyes. The second word was Mary. Jesus called Mary by name. And Christ, and I want to tell you something, Christ knows his followers individually. If you remember, Christ knew Moses and Elijah at the transfiguration when he was, was praying. They came to him. And there's something about that that's important that Moses and Elijah, who Jesus knew at that point, uh, lived hundreds of years apart. And so there you have proof of, of life after death. And Scripture says that every believer knows the Savior's voice. He said, my sheep hear my voice. If you do not know when the Lord is speaking to you, then you are headed for trouble. The third word, go tell my brethren. So Mary had the message of the resurrection, and the resurrection gives us a message to tell the world. The message that sin had been paid at the cross. The message that we have hope beyond the grave. Paul wrote over in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning in verse 14 through verse 18, it says, If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord will not precede these who have fallen asleep. In other words, they died. For the Lord himself would descend with heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, 
For the trump of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another uh, with these words, it says. The fourth word Jesus said after the resurrection was, Peace be unto you. There's a promise of peace. The peace of God and the peace of God. Peace and not blame. Peace and not fault-finding. Peace and not rebuke. Sin takes away peace. Troubled hearts, troubled consciences, troubled due to the consequences of sin. There is no peace to be found in the world. We find war, fear, and troubles, but no peace. So how may we find peace? We find peace through the Prince of Peace. Excuse me. As my Father has sent me, he Jesus said in the fifth one, so send I you. And here's the call to service and the power to serve. There's a job to be done for the Lord. That's the reason he has left us here instead of taking us away when we get saved. We are powerless without him. He puts his power inside of us through the person of the Holy Spirit. And the cross gives us the message. The the, the resurrection gives us the power. Over in Romans chapter uh, 1, this is what Paul wrote. It says, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning the son who was born of a descendant of David who would have been Mary, according to the flesh, who was declared the Son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead according to the Spirit of Holiness, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, the sixth word, reach hither, he says, but do not, but be not faithless, but believing. A word to doubting Thomas, to doubting Thomas, you know, he said, Jesus said to him, touch me, my hands, my feet, my thighs, me, I'm alive. Blessed, then the last one is, blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. That's what Jesus said. So we're saved by faith, and we are to walk by faith. So how do we know Jesus raised from the dead? How do we know he's alive today and not dead? Very simple, because of our faith, and he lives in our very being. Thank you uh, for listening. I hope you have a very happy, happy Easter. God bless you.